Consensus 2018 in New York City has come to an end. Do we wish we had been there? And how did the crypto markets react to the event? John McAfee is going underground again, and the Securities and Exchange Commission has punked the crypto world with a fake ICO site. We want to know what your favorite cryptocurrencies are, and we'll announce a new winner to receive two tickets to World Crypticon in Las Vegas. Funny five-star reviews and a little bit of banter round out the show as we welcome you to the Bad News Edition for the week ending May 18th, 2018, on this episode number 128 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. to the Bad Crypto Podcast with Travis and Joel. Stay bad. Are you ready? Because we're ready, and we think you're ready because you're listening. It's the Bad Crypto Podcast. Joel, come here. Yes, yes. And uh, Mr. Travis right here. And uh, I think that's one of the first times I've called myself that in yeah, third that person. Yeah, that was kind of good. But, uh, that was good. I did change my Twitter name to Mr. Travis. Joel right. likes that, Travis. <laughs> Joel thinks that's super sexy. Anyhow, welcome to the show where the blockchain blockheads, the crypto clowns, Googling things so you don't have to with an exceptional amount of Googling today because it is our weekly bad news episode. All the cool stuff that's happened this week that we is going to cover here today. We here at Bad Crypto HQ do so enjoy when the citizens of the Republic get in touch with us. We want to know what's on your mind. And in particular, we're putting together an episode that's going to be focused on which tokens and currencies interest you. So we'd like to invite you to give us a call at our Bad Crypto hotline. Go ahead and take note of this number. Not if you're driving. You can go back and listen to it later. But if you're somewhere, you can write this down. one 708 885 And uh, what should they say, Trav? Talking tokens with Travis and Joel. <laughs> this lifestyles of the rich and famous. Uh, Mr. Robin Leach, could you please tell us what... Uh... Talking tokens. <laughs> okay. No, that was that was a fiver. That was what I got from fiver. It's it's actually pretty funny. It's like some Jamaican dude, but he's like he just pauses awkwardly talking. Talk. Oh, we should play that. That would be great. With Travis. Oh and my! Joe. All right, we'll we'll definitely. He he never got he never got it right. It's either it's like with he goes with Tra- Travis and Joel's. <laughs> like no, it's not it's Travis and Joel. I had to do him three times. He never got oh. officially right. So my gosh, funny how I hope you have those because we're going to totally use those for the episode. So here's what you guys do. Call us. And this is like it's a little bit of a shill opportunity, but it's at the same time, we need some meat here. So keep your messages. No, I would say 30 seconds. Try to be, you know, uh, precise and and uh, keep it brief. You know, Shakespeare said brevity is the soul of wit. So we want you to be witty. Call our bad crypto hotline and tell us what token, what company, what crypto you like and why you like it. And uh, you might show up on the talking tokens episode. Talking tokens with Travis and Joel. <laughs> 
1-708-885-9030. This is your opportunity to be a superstar and live the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Talking Tokens coming soon. And now it's time to dig into the news, and there's plenty of it this week, so buckle in. What is happening with the prices of crypto this week? Prices of crypto going up, crypto going down. That's like, we cover this pretty much every single week, don't we? It's like the same, pretty much the same well, thing. I mean, we had a little bit of something that looked <laughs> like it might be a bull run for, you know, a couple of weeks, and then uh, things pulled back. It actually, Bitcoin went below the 8000 mark briefly and uh, currently sitting at about 8250 as of this recording uh the market cap in general is 375 billion and a little bit of a pullback so yeah is this a bear revival potentially there's an article here on coindesk that talked about that it did fall behind below 8000 and you know what which is interesting about this is the more and more that i'm learning about technical analysis this was actually predicted. It said, based on the charts, this is going to drop down. And the chart said that it's going to drop down to 5,500, maybe 5,000. That's that fifth wave. And then from there, it goes up to 14,000 to 35. That's what it looks like on the charts. So who knows? Um, the thing is, is that it, it's, it's like, as, as you hear these people talking about technical analysis and seeing it, it's like, you don't trade the news, you trade the charts if you're a trader. And so it's almost like you can see how human emotion comes into play. Prices go up, prices go down. Everyone seemed to be expecting a consensus bump. Like that was their thought initially. Everybody's like, oh, consensus, there's going to be the consensus bump. And it seemed like we were a little, a little uh, overconfident about that because it didn't look like the charts were going to play out that way, and they didn't. There was no bump, and uh, we were talking about going to consensus and we ended up not but you know there's a lot of opinions out there a lot of activity 8500 people went to new york for this thing and i actually just got a private message from our friend sebastian and no our friend frenchy french friend at from, from. from renault and uh, he says, I'm just back from consensus. He spoke there. It was craziness. He said the event was like an oversubscribed ICO, too small for 8,500 people, but some good networking. And he uh, he shared, he says his LinkedIn yeah. account is overheating. So, Sebastian. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I bet the, I bet the networking alone would be pure money. But the thing is, is that it was such a cluster and just the basic math of it is like, all right, well, we don't have a pass. So we got to get a pass. That's two grand. And then to stay in New York is not cheap. You're talking two grand to stay in New York for the time, plus the flight and travel. I'm like, that's five, 10 grand between the two of us. Is is it really worth it right now? Uh, We just got back from some trips. We got some other things lined up. So it's like, it's probably better to just to let that storm happen on its own without us being yeah. there. Well, uh, several stories for you here. Apparently, you know, Lambos were the thing, and there was a publicity stunt um, trying to figure out who uh, organized the stunt, but apparently there were a chain of uh, Lambos that were up at the entrance to uh, to the event this week, and apparently the registration lines were very long. Like people had to wait quite a bit to uh, to get in. Hmm. Yeah, well, one attendee, Shane Brett, he said that this is the Glastonbury of crypto. And those of you who know who Glastonbury is, that's like an epic rock uh, musical festival that's held in Britain. 
And uh, that's like one of the big shows. That's like a miniature, you know, Woodstock every year up there. To some attendees, the event and excitement was reminiscent of pre-financial crisis Wall Street. This one guy said, when I started in hedge funds, it was very specialized. Then in 2005, it exploded. It reminds me of a period when people were making tons of money, but it finished in 2008. Uh, but, you know, that's a, an unusual comparison because crypto's not even seen its boom yet. Right. Yeah. But man, if you were one of those guys who got in when it was like sub $10 or something and you got a bunch of it or you mined a bunch of it and now it's worth $9,000, $8,000. I mean, there's some serious new money that, uh, that, that flaunts it at some of these conferences. And you know what? It's like more power to them. If they want to go out and flaunt and be like, Hey, look how cool we are. That's great. Because I tell you what, when that money gets ridiculous, I mean, we're going to start seeing more of these cyber crimes and, Cybercrime kidnappings and crazy shit, you know. I mean, it just seems like <laughs> the numbers get too big that you know some some of those people having a, an entourage start to make a little entourage. Sense, right? Yeah, and speaking of entourage, you know, McAfee's got quite an entourage of his own. Uh, John McAfee, in case you don't know who we're talking about, you know, he's got bodyguards and uh, you know personal security and uh, his residence. He used to have some yeah, dogs. Used, well, his neighbor had some dogs. <laughs> yeah. he, he had some dogs. He had some dogs, and then something mysteriously happened to his dogs, and then his neighbor disappeared. I don't know, but he he is under siege right now, apparently, and he's running from the SEC, and he's going through a tweet storm. He literally was talking about this like this was an espionage sort of James Bondian thing, where even some Keystone cops kind of stuff, because he was like. Oh, they're hot off of our trail now. They're tracking our phones, but there was two, you know, well-deceived, you know, uh, lookalikes that they're chasing, and we're in two other states. Or like, I mean, if you go and read John McAfee's Twitter handle, right, read his tweets from the last week, you go, "Wow, this guy is either completely delusional or just seriously uh, under siege." And uh, Crazy things are happening. Or this article on logiaonfire.com, which is in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 128, says, Welcome to Fort McAfee. Arriving at the McAfee residence, the first thing that commands attention is the massive security presence. Security cameras capture every angle of the property as well as the road out front. Guns, security devices, and surveillance equipment of every description can be found throughout the house at hand for the instant they are needed. Armored doors and wall panels have been installed where appropriate, and McAfee's bedroom could accurately be described as a bunker. And he's got, you know, ex-military, private security professionals, 18 new ones were arriving, and he says, the fireworks should be intense if the dark crowd shows. (laughs) Wow. I mean... McAfee, he lives his life in this. Imagine that. I mean, he is in a he is in a fully secured facility at all times. And you know what? It's gonna it's it's hard to get to him, I guess, right? But luckily, Bad Crypto was able to on episode one hundred. And if you want to listen to our episode with him, it's badco.in forward slash one hundred. And uh, that was a great. That was an amazing interview for our 100th. Yeah, uh, John, what did you think of showing up here on Bad Crypto? I'm John McAfee, and I've been on with these uh, badasses on Bad Crypto for the past hour. I'm very happy to leave them, but I will tell you this. They are badasses. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mr. John. We appreciate that. This is actually, I did not read this whole thing, but there's a ton 
of information on this site from this guy's uh, invitation to see John there. Uh, apparently, uh, Rob Loggia worked with McAfee on his 2016 presidential run. So he was at the house and took some of these pictures and uh, talks a little bit about. So if you want to go deeper into the uh, the abyss of the world that John McAfee is is in, then check out this story. Yeah. So he's got he's got this cul-de-sac in, in a small town in Tennessee, which I'm surprised he's living in America, frankly. And uh, he said this road is littered with holes. It's a long, long dirt road. And depending on the weather that day, your car is either going to be caked with dirt or caked with mud. Living <laughs> in a and there's big holes in the road. Yeah. And there's there's so many holes in the road that you could totally damage your car. So he looks like literally he has all these lines of defense all the way out, including we can actually a do a spoof road. of that. That's Living with John McAfee. Hook us and blow. <laughs> Oh my God! So much, so much frustration, paranoia. Yeah, this is funny too. There was a uh, a protest that took place outside consensus, and there's a bunch of people holding signs. The biggest sign says www.bankersagainstbitcoin.com. Uh, and they're holding all these signs like we opened all these accounts on accident and 19% fees to send money to Mexico is fair. Uh, this is clearly satire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Genesis Mining, the cloud mining operation, they were the ones who put it on, created their own little spiel, Bankers Against Bitcoin, and uh, it got some publicity. It was a pretty funny thing. And uh, nicely done from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, in fact, right? I'm pulling up the website now for bankersagainstbitcoin.com, and it redirects to bitcointothemoon.com with a link for buy Bitcoin here, um, and that links to a CoinSpot affiliate link. So I don't know that this is directly connected to Genesis Mining, but that's where this takes you. Mm, well, that's what that article said. They said that it was. Uh, yeah, that, could, that could be fake news. Who knows? We don't know. It could be fake news. As I always do, your own re do your own research. So the, you pointed out this one to me. A guy posted on Reddit this opinion of consensus. That the headline was, uh, this is by Cor Corgi Joe. He said, consensus 2018, it sucked. Here's why. Uh, and he writes, I went to consensus this week and it sucked. By far the worst crypto conference I've been to. The networking was fine, but here's why the actual conference sucked. What's it say? Yeah, it said the, the talks were superficial. They didn't seem to know who their audience was. Uh, normies are gone. Speak to the core enthusiasts. Who are the people who really understand the space now, right? They're kind of keeping it a little bit too fluffed. Uh, then he says the whole presentation vibe was, let's bend over backwards for bankers and discuss how we're going to do it. I get that it's in New York City, but come on. If the suits are here, let's discuss using their money to lobby Congress in favor of crypto instead of shorting the market. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, there was a lot of people talking about cliche after cliche. So, you know, my 90% of ICOs will fail. Yeah, that's a, you know, it's a pretty basic point. 90% of startups fail. It's pretty much one of the things. And so they said not to mention how disorganized everything was. It was embarrassing for crypto and the market spoke. But what was now, if you read some of these comments on here, view of the view this on Reddit. And then some of the comments were like, yeah, here's all 
was kind of funny. Uh, let's see here. Tickets were only $2,000. I mean, what do you expect? They were kind of costly. YouTubers thinking they're massive celebrities now, posing like oh my glamour gosh. models. And then Corgi <laughs> Joe replied with, are you talking about box mining in Superman? Yeah. And then they just go off on Superman, calling him a disgrace of a human well, that's, being. Well, that's, that's, that's kind of, uh, yeah. It's opinions. It's opinions. It's comments on the internet. What do you What do you get? But I mean, that guy shills coins like nobody's business, and he still has his YouTube channel. Like it's just unbelievable. Like how some of these guys still have a YouTube channel when Bad Crypto doesn't, because we had a Coinbase affiliate code on a video from October or yeah, from August. Who knows? Uh, so we're looking at some alternatives to do videos. In fact, uh, I've got a new. We're not bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I've about got a it, new Joel. link somebody sent to us for a uh, a site called dlive.io, and you can stream live um, your videos there. So maybe we'll we'll take a look at um, at that. Anyhow, we weren't there for consensus. Uh, this guy it probably sucked for this guy because we weren't there. So sorry that you know we made your consensus experience suck, dude. If we'd have been there, we would have would would have been a lot funnier. And you would have had better laughs. But that's it. You know, really, when you go to those events, it really is the networking. Getting into those, you know, the after parties and chatting with the people and those networking things. Just the people who you run into. If you go to those events and you chat with people, I mean, you're going to run into some amazing people. And most people are so, you know, caring and friendly and want to make the world a better place. It really does seem to me like people who are in crypto want to make the world better. Um, it does seem as if some people are, are trying to be straight up baller, like, you know, crypto G's crypto and, G's. Uh, that's you know. funny. <laughs> well, that's enough consensus. Yeah. Let's move on to some other big news here in the Ethereum world. You know, Ethereum has been uh, a proof of work platform so far for the, the duration. And there's been talk about uh, it moving to proof of stake. And it looks like the first version of what they're calling the Casper update has been released and uh, it's on a GitHub. And this is a step towards transitioning from proof of work to proof of stake. And and so they have launched that on GitHub. Uh, Danny Ryan was one of the developers who worked on that. That's version 0.1. So, you know, it's not anywhere near the final version. But uh, this is basically going to allow auditors and client devs to be able to have clearer versioning and, and change logs. Everybody can stay more organized. So this is going to be a transition, as you mentioned, from proof of work to proof of stake. That is going to be an interesting transition. It will over time, lessen the amount of energy used and allow for more transactions. And so, you know, we're in the beginning stages of that. So transaction and scaling for Ethereum in a more secure way, uh, the scaling of that's crucial. And so that's something they're trying to do. Plus, they're also doing the sharding as well. So they are, it looks like, you know, down the road, mining may go away for Ethereum. So the profits were good while it lasted. Right. Right now, um, the block reward in this, uh, this code says it'll go from three ETH to 0.6 ETH and that in its new form, you'll need around 1500 ETH for staking as a validator, which right now would be 1.1 million. Another uh, way to get in is to join a staking pool. But uh, Vitalik Buterin is uh, favorable about this. He says, hopefully one of the more joyous experiences in Ethereum in a fairly short time. He, he likes yeah. what's, what's happening here. Very nice. And that's what's cool about creating something that's open source, right? People can go in and, and make enhancements to the overall protocol. Overall protocol. 
That's pretty. That's pretty poetic. Uh, this story on Coin Telegraph, another big uh, shipping company, is looking at blockchain. FedEx, the CEO, says that blockchain kind of is the next frontier for global supply chains. Uh, he, uh, CEO Fred Smith, spoke at Consensus, and he said the time had come for businesses to ingratiate themselves with blockchain or face probable extinction. So unless you want to become a velociraptor, velociraptor, what is, how do they pronounce? A, a dinosaur, unless you want to become a dinosaur. You know what? They weren't called that back then anyways. They didn't call themselves a velociraptor. No, That's our own No, name. no, they just used their names. Bob, Pat, Fred. Bob, or Og. Like, That's probably like a good caveman dinosaur name, Og. The dinosaurs didn't have caveman names though names. no they were it's like Ted. i don't know we don't know we weren't there man Dave, we weren't there Dave, know the name sally it might have been in chinese it might have speak in another language joe why's got to be english tommy the t-rex you know it's probably kim all right so fedex now that's actually big news if fedex gets into the supply chain stuff using blockchain they're already obviously in the supply chain stuff <laughs> but getting into blockchain with the supply chain with fedex could be off the chain because that's a huge company. And, uh, you know, keep in mind that not all blockchains need to have a token, right? They don't need to have a cryptocurrency. A lot of these companies are using those just to, you know, facilitate some funding. They don't actually need them. So in, mo in those cases, they're kind of a security. But when they're utilized, it's more of a utility token. So, but you don't actually even have to have a token. And so a big company like FedEx can uh, utilize a blockchain and not necessarily even need a token. Talking tokens. Talking tokens with Travis and Jones. So I didn't know this, but there is a blockchain and transport alliance, BITA, um, and their group includes rail operator BNSF, JD Logistics, and GE Transportation, and apparently FedEx has joined that consortium group. So they're trying to create common logistics standards on blockchain technology, and uh, we'll see where this goes, but odds are it's shipping. <laughs> shipping yes very nice so speaking of tokens joe's uh the sec has their own new token they've launched the howie coin yeah howiecoins.com this is great because yeah. the securities and exchange commission here in the united states basically punked people uh and it's not even april fool's day like in, yeah. in in an effort to warn people about bogus ICOs, they made a bogus site. <laughs> and if you click on investment ladder, it says investors can purchase Howie coins with any major credit card, widely circulated coin, or with TravX coins, our exclusive e-commerce partner in the travel and luxury goods investment area, investment discounting ladder. Get and they go in to give you all these discounts. Like you can buy coins now, platinum level. You get a twenty five percent discount to receive a double twenty five percent discount. Here, here's what I really love: when you go to meet the team, go go scroll down to meet the team. Josh Hins, the co founder and head architect. This guy looks like you know a a, a sleazy used car salesman. Uh, Ashley Turnbull, the co founder and head travel strategist, looks like you know a total social justice warrior. Uh, so, you know, they've got a really diversified team here. You've got an African American, you have an Asian, you know, you got a white guy in here. And uh, under testimonials, 
<laughs> it says, we anticipate over 1% daily returns with double 2% returns on tier one investors and pre-ICO stage secured purchases. The average registered coin return over a two-month period in 2017 was an amazing 72%. Then they go on to say, HODL. <laughs> HODL. Oh, my gosh. Look at our celebrity promoters. Mick, Mick Wardle. Can't wait until the, the to participate in the next crypto explosion. Howie coins are going to change travel forever. Real drummer star, <laughs> boxing champ, nineteen thirty four. I'm all about the Howie coins, uh, Mr. Joe Com. This thing is going to pop at the top, and you have to actually click click on buy coins now, and it actually will take you to investor.gov slash Howie coins, showing you how if you've responded to this then you could have been scammed. Howie coins is com are completely fake. And uh, they did go over the top with this. I mean, and those pictures of those people on the team are hilarious. Plus, there's no LinkedIn profile for right. any of them. <laughs> right. I, what it would have really been funny is if they would have used uh, profile photos of known celebrities there instead, you know, like the Ryan Gosling mm -hmm. thing. Hey, girl. Dude, Josh Hines, the co-founder and head architect, he's got this cheesy yeah. look on his face anyways. Like, <laughs> he's he's blatantly yeah, he's, skeptical. He's like, That's so me. funny. So you know, you know, I love this. I love this. I think this is great because this does this does show that the SEC and Investor.gov are doing something to try to educate people. And there needs to be educations because a lot of people don't really understand what ICOs are. Uh, but that, that doesn't mean that they're bad or people shouldn't be able to participate in them. It means there needs to be more education into it. And I think this is a great attempt at educating the people instead of going out and regulating first. So they, they also have a white paper. Is it just a blank piece of white paper? No, it's nine pages, nine pages. I'd like to read through it. I haven't read through the whole thing here, but uh, Howie Coins are going to deliver unsurpassed travel savings. Yeah, they literally spent some time and built this thing out. And uh, I mean... What's your team? What's your token? What's your timeline? Nice. They've been following us. Well, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the endorsement by the boxer um, is kind of making fun of the Floyd Mayweather um, endorsement for Centratech. Mm -hmm. And this story on Coindesk is that the three co-founders we've talked about previously have all been indicted by a grand jury. They've been accused of planning to defraud investors through the token sale. And the authorities have recovered more than $60 million so far from the co-founders counts uh, conspiracy and commission of securities and wire fraud. Those are the crimes. Mm. You know what? And, you know, we had chatted about them, about Centrotech maybe coming on the show. It's uh, their, their white paper looked pretty legit from, you know, and the research that we had done on it, it sounded like it was, and actually even one of my good friends was like, Oh dude, Centrotech looks like a pretty great one. And that was actually before for uh, Floyd Mayweather oh, yeah, and yeah. DJ Khalid or whoever else. Yeah. Had promoted it, so right. I was like, "Oh wow, interesting!" And I had heard Here, about. Here's it. Here's what oh, was wow. funny: is we re we heard back from uh, from somebody there. Most people they hear from us, they, you know, they're like, "Oh yeah, tell us more," or you know, they reach out to us, we reach out to them, and they're like, you know, really friendly. Uh, this guy uh, responded, and this guy wrote back. He's like, "Our ICO sold out already, but I receive a ton of these types of emails. What's your company all about? Is this on TV or a website?" Our company's goal is to simply crypto for the masses with the best technology and also having it so people can have a platform that they can deposit, withdraw money, have a card connected to it. And we're building our own exchange similar to GDAX, the look of it, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, they kind of uh, 
He big time. He big timed us, and they were scammed. Maybe they're like, "Oh man, we don't want yeah. too much publicity." I'm, I'm glad that uh, you know that they weren't on the show because uh, we haven't had you know anything like that happen with any of the um, the ICOs we've spotlighted. Some of them have not succeeded. We That's do. We do some due diligence. Do, uh, do you watch Silicon Valley? Probably not, because you don't watch any TV. Uh, I have seen the first two seasons of Silicon Valley, and now I don't have HBO, and I don't have—I haven't had access, so I haven't watched the last couple. Seasons. I don't either. Uh, I, I haven't seen the last couple either. But apparently, but it's hilarious. I—I've. It, it is funny. Apparently, in this season, uh, Gilfoyle, um, you know, who's the 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 beardy one, convinces uh, Richard, who's the CEO of Pied Piper, that the company should get into cryptocurrency, and uh, HBO created a complete PowerPoint presentation that alleged the fictional character of Guilfoyle ha- would have made for uh, for Pied Piper coin. And we've got this linked in the show notes on it's from MSN.com. And it, it's pretty funny stuff, but it, it looks like a legitimate presentation. Well, it's not only that, Mr. Joel Com, but you can literally get Pied Piper coin on Ether Delta. The real pi- who made it? They made it. They made uh, Pied Piper coin. And, you know, what's weird about it is the price has gone up pretty substantially over the course of the last week. <laughs> so one of these slides, so when does Pied Piper coin succeed? And then parentheses, it says, in other words, when moon. Uh, and it says there's a 98.745% chance of making 100x profit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Well, the price of it has gone up. If you go on Ether Delta, and I think the coin is PPI, you can go to EtherDelta.com. PPI, I believe, is the token. And the price, last I saw it, had gone up over 100%. Well, 200%, you know, if this crazy. succeeded, it would be like, a, you know, Dogecoin was a joke coin. And if this was created as a Dogecoin, it actually became a currency that people use. That That's pretty interesting. On the serious side... Goldman Sachs, a company, you know, that one of the big financial firms, certainly not known to be crypto friendly in the past. Guess what, Travis? They're getting into the cryptos. They're getting into the cryptos. Well, not only necessarily just getting into the cryptos, but they acquired Circle not long ago, right? And that's a payment startup. Uh, They own that now. And what they're launching is the Circle USD coin. And that's basically going to be tied to the dollar. It's a digital dollar uh, that you'll be able to purchase by trading in dollars, right? So, So exchange your paper dollars in for these digital dollars. I have not seen if this USD coin, which we talked about a USD coin being created, like how long until a Fed coin or a USD coin uh, is is going to be set up. And so that's what they're doing is, uh, you know, they're creating a dollar that's tied to the digital dollar. And they don't want their USD coin to be subject, subjected to the instability and inflation inherent. There's no instability and inflation with cryptocurrencies. That's weird how they stated that. So here's something really interesting, and you know, in this world of stable coins, and this was actually brought to my attention by uh, Matt Aaron over at Bitcoin.com. I got to uh, guest host with him on his show, which I think is also releasing the same uh, same night. So Matt, I'm taking this story. It's about uh, True USD, which was which is a sta- uh, allegedly a stable coin, and it got listed on Binance. And guess what happened to that stable coin? 
Yeah, it didn't stay stable, did it? No, it went up to a buck thirty-nine. This is a coin that's not that's supposed to be pegged to a dollar. Who would pay? I mean, this is the time to short it, right? I don't know. I'm not a financial advisor. Well, I mean, if you had some of them, then you'd want to sell them at a dollar thirty-nine and come back and buy them back when they're a dollar. I guess. I mean, that's kind of strange how that's done that. But you know, that's what happens. You get listed on Binance and are on these big exchanges and typically those coins pop up pretty big whenever they're uh you know initially listed that's why those exchanges hold so much power uh you know that they didn't really they didn't really earn right now they're an exchange and they're like boom you get on binance and you know pop you get on some of these other ones bitrix and you see these coins popping in value and you got some other good coins that are just chilling hanging out on some of the smaller exchanges, you're just waiting for them to get, you know, like Ken, K-I-N, the coin from Kick, which is like, you know, that's a big, big company. But Ken is not listed on any real big exchanges. It just finally got listed on Hit BTC, but it hasn't been listed on Bitrix, hasn't been listed on Binance or KuCoin or any of those other ones. And Ken, that's like, you know, it's like it's a it's the seventh biggest social media platform and they created their own coin. And these other exchanges. So I think these other exchanges will start picking it up eventually. So this is kind of cool. This uh, story on Coindesk, a company called Gotenna, they are launching a Bitcoin wallet that works without an internet connection. How are they doing that? What? How is that even possible? How is that possible? It says the Textenna app will enable users to sync up their mobile with a Gotenna device, which costs $179 per pair, then toggle the wallet app settings to transact offline and spend uh, and send Bitcoin. Hmm. That is interesting. So you need to be able to spend your Bitcoin even in disaster areas. As long as you have a way to charge your phone, you can be up and meshed and communicating. Wow. So basically, you have this Textena app, and then you have this Gotenna device that you have to have with you, and then you can map it out, and then somebody just has to sync to your Gotenna thing, and then they they either well, what if they if they don't have the app? Do they have to have the app too? I don't know. It it's interesting, interesting though. Think about so. There's that. Mm, uh, it, an, yeah. Censorship resistant and man, shit, if the internet goes down or your connection goes down or you don't have Wi-Fi or anything, and that's pretty handy to still be able to transmit uh, crypto. Got a couple more stories for you. Then we're going to get to our funny five-star reviews and our World Crypticon winner for the, the week. Uh, this one is from uh, the continent of Africa, the country of Zimbabwe. They have banned commercial banks from processing crypto transactions. Not just some, the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe have said, has told all financial institutions to stop engaging in all crypto transactions immediately, like right away. Mm. Yeah. And you know why? Because they are gaining so much traction over there, Mr. Joel Com. I mean, when you have, is, aren't they the ones that have like the $100 trillion bill or something or the trillion dollar bill, Zimbabwe? So their money, their, their fiat currency is inflated to the max. And, you know, governments can only stay in control if they're in control of the money supply and printing and that. So if, if people are taking all their money and starting to do crypto, then that is going to eliminate a lot of their power. And so, you know, you can tell Zimbabwe has gained crypto strength and they're trying to put the kibosh on it, Mr. Jokam. Uh, last story here. NASDAQ is uh, powering a crypto exchange 
that is going to launch next month. It's centralized and easy onboarding and zero fees for trading. It's called the DX Exchange, DX.exchange. So I heard you like crypto, so I put some crypto in your crypto so you could have crypto while you crypto. Talking um, tokens. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> talking tokens so, with Travis White and Joe Scott. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk more about this exchange once it is live, but coming soon uh, to an internet near you. And that's going to take care of the news for this week. Why don't we uh, move from news to reviews? Talking reviews. Yeah, these are reviews, uh, five-star reviews that are funny. We told you guys if you go and submit funny five-star reviews, wherever you might submit a funny five-star review, then uh, we might read it. And uh, so we're actually going to read some right now. This one's from SpareCoin, two bad dudes talking crypto. I found these two wisecracking wise guys to be a great source for crypto information and most likely the best place of bad dad jokes. I- I'm feeling a little like Howard. Cosell right now. When these two crypto soldiers had the godfather of crypto, John McAfee, on show 100, I knew they were made men. You won't find these two shilling shit coins are trying to sell you snake oil. My favorite crypto podcast. I like it better than my own. Stay bad. Uh, he's got his own podcast and he likes ours more. That's so nice. Uh, another one in here. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. That's Isn't that a Beastie Boys? I think it's a Beastie Boys. Uh, it's like, no, it's just actually like Run DMC said. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. But honestly, this is a great podcast for everything crypto. Thank you, TLNYC. Bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. We like to welcome bad you to good. the bad crypto hood. Uh, this guy going for the crypto prize, lots of chuckles, and he says, all aboard the blockchain, please have your crypto coins ready. We're going to razzle-dazzle and impress because it's the Kansas City to Denver Express. Chuckle, 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 woo, woo. And he goes on to chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Wow, lots chuckle, of chuckles. Chuckle, chuckle. Amazing. Chuckle, chuckle. Outstanding. Has the scoop. It's the one. What a blast. Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. The bad crypto podcast. Oh, my gosh. Wow. He went to town on that he one. He took the train from Kansas City to Denver he did. and did that. So we'd like. Do they still do a train from Kansas City to Denver? I don't know. Can you? That would be one boring ass ride. I mean, because that is just completely fine. I've driven across it a couple of times and it is just so boring. And then all of a sudden, you finally start seeing some mountains. It's almost like you can imagine being like a prairie person, or you're you're you know heading heading west in your covered wagon, and you're just like, "Gee, my knee is so flat." And then all of a sudden, you come to these big majestic mountains, and you're like, "Oh my God, how am I going to get over this?" Right? Somebody had to pave that trail, and I'm glad it wasn't me because I would have stayed on the this you know the front range. I never would have crossed over. Uh, so, if you want your review to be read, then please bounce over to uh, the iTunes App Store or wherever else you listen that you could review. Write us a five star review, make it funnies, and uh, we may read it for you right here. By the way, that was was Montana Scott. I want to give credit where credit's due. That did the uh, chuckle, 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 woo, woo right there. And finally, we have our World Crypticon winner 
for the week. This is the big, massivo uh, crypto event that's going to take place at the Aria in Las Vegas, October 31st through November 2nd. Uh, Travis and I will be hosting the event on behalf of World Crypticon, and we are drawing a random winner each week from those who subscribe to the Bad Crypto Newsletter. And this week, the winner is... Mike Betterman. Yay! Congratulations. Yeah. Mike. And if you want to uh, win two tickets to the event and have a chance at the VIP grand prize, which we'll be giving away uh, in the fall, which includes two round trip tickets, um, VIP hotel, two VIP tickets to the uh, um, event itself. You have to go sign up for our newsletter at badco.in forward slash WCC. That stands for World Crypticon. Badco.in forward slash WCC. And we'll see see you there. Congrats, Mike Fetterman. Ding 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 ding. So Mike Fetterman. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys more than we could say with words. I don't have any words. I wonder how many words we've actually said. Do you have any idea? Like like we could like run all the bad cryptos through a word processing counter. Well, you know how many words. It'll be fun about that is if we could create a word cloud. Um, you know, based on what we said. And of course, bad would be huge and crypto would be huge. I uh, wonder what uh Probably Mr. Joel Kahn, Mr. Travis Wright would be yeah. huge. Hard to say. That'd be fun to take our all of our podcasts and then run them through some sort of translation. We'd have to get them transcribed first, which we've not done. Then we could do the word processing after that pretty easily. Um, we could maybe do that on each episode. We maybe could. Or maybe somebody out there wants to transcribe. We, we won't because we're bad. And it's because we are proficient in staying bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. What was that? I tried to mute. I tried. I thought I muted it, and then I it was I like half it. of it. I got. <laughs> <laughs> it was like half. <laughs> I could have been half of anything. Who's bad?